Hi, welcome to Name It Later. It's a podcast about doing where every week, uh, Swan and Pete, we uh, talk about things that we created and things that we consumed. Good morning, Swan. Morning, Pete. So, um, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. So, um, let's uh, let's start with my consume. Okay. So, um, as, uh, as as you know, I've been falling down the the board game hole lately. Um, yeah, I'm a little worried about Jack. Yeah, right. I think I think I'm finally over the the initial buy phase, so I, I've slowed down. I only bought one game this month, and uh, oh wow, tapering off. Yeah, right. So we've been going through the the backlog and trying to play a lot of the stuff that's been sitting on the shelves uh, unplayed. And uh, one of those things had a really neat concept. It's uh, it's this game, uh, Fortress, and it's part of a series of games by a designer Friedman Fries that there's no rule book. So it's just a box with 90 cards in it, and the rules are distributed organically as you start drawing and playing cards. Um, okay, which was which is uh, a super neat concept. So, um, with with the Fortress game in this series, it it took 12 plays to get through all of the rules, uh, and it was it was pretty smooth. It was it was a smooth experience. It's a, it's a neat little game, super simple. Um, we we enjoyed it a lot. I'll, I'll definitely keep playing it. Um, I did so, have so what tell me more like so the rules are distributed so like I you get dealt out just a few of the pile of rules yeah so literally it, the deck it, the deck is pre-sorted so literally the first card says all right the stop play immediately first person turn this choose somebody to read this card right and so they flip it over and they read it and they tell you all right on your turn you can either um, draw a card or attack a fortress. All right. Well, there's no fortress in the middle of the table right now. There's no fortress anywhere. What's a fortress? We don't know. So I guess I can draw a card. So you, player draws a card, and then you know next person's turn, they draw a card, and eventually this fortress thing pops out, and it says, "Stop! Put this in card in the middle of the table," and then immediately draw another card, right? And it kind of it. So as you go on, the game builds. There's there's more rules. You learn how to attack fortresses, and you learn how they they pass hands and how to destroy them, and so how do you like how do you develop any sort of strategy? Is it you know is it just like tactical in the moment, or yeah, can you so, actually plan ahead? Uh, so that was that was really interesting. Um, we we actually struggled with that the, the first few hands because nobody knows what they're doing, which is fine. So all of a sudden the round's over and um, nobody has a fortress. All right, I guess I guess nobody won this round, right? Or um, the one of the rules that comes out is eventually there's these three hourglass cards that repeatedly get shuffled into into the play deck. And when three of them come out, the game's over, right? So you could have a really low-value card that you've captured this fortress with and, and win with it, right? You could you could win the game with the... If you get lucky and the game ends, um, you don't necessarily have to have a strong play. So the, the strategy part of it was interesting. So, I think, so you, know, you know the game Flux, right? Yeah, yep. This reminds me a little bit of that. And I just find that, like, incredibly frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> with, with the the changing rules in flux and how you can't it, that's funny um we we had mentioned flux when we were playing this game as uh you know we should we should go back and and play flux again we had we had some fun with that now it's definitely not it's definitely flux isn't the sort of game that would hit the table often because of that um that exact reason right hard to plan ahead hard to get that strategy figure out well, how you're going to win and have a satisfying going really experience. well you could be acquiring all sorts of you know all sorts of the cards and then suddenly 
you know, somebody else plays a different goal and, oh, and yeah. And, and, I yeah, get and then it. your hand's done. Sure. Yeah. I, I can see that. I think it, I think, uh, so flex scratches a, a very particular itch, um, for, for the main group that I play with certainly, but, um, I, Fortress doesn't really have that feeling, right? The, the core gameplay stays the same. Nothing really throws that out. Eventually, uh, you uncover some powerful cards, and uh, you know everybody has to spend a few a, a few seconds looking at it as they kind of um, go around the table and, and discover this hidden information. Um, and they go, "Oh, hey, this this card does what? Oh, it's it just mirrors one of the other cards in your hand. Got it? Oh, this card does what? Oh." It, it multiplies the value, and it's just hmm. some interesting stuff like that. Where there's with a pers- little bit more strategy that you can. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, you want to hear my consume? Yeah, let's hear it. All right. So it's not. It's more of an experience, right? Because sure. I was trying to think about what's what's something I recently consumed um, that really stuck with me. So we went to the uh, to the county fair. Uh, this last week, just for a moment, we just like walked through it. But I've been to a million county fairs, and I was just reflecting on how amazing county fairs are, which is like, maybe a controversial opinion, but I love them, Swan. Like I think they are yeah, the sure. most. I think they're like the most. Uh, they're the perfect example of humanity. Everything that's good and bad about it. And what struck me when I was walking through is that this thing, like this this county fair thing where a bunch of people are gathered together and it's hot and it's sunny and it's summer and the days are long and there's shitty food for sale and people are like trying to get you to play games. Like this thing is, has to have been going on for like 3000 years. Like since people had towns, there had to have been fairs. And so like, there's, I just had this moment of just like, my God, I could like, this is a human thing. Do you like fairs? Yeah, yeah. So, um, I have to be in the right place for it, right? But I, uh, it's it's probably been three or four years. I, I'm getting I'm getting to be due to to make a trip out to a county fair. Uh, literally, it, it's definitely. Like, I'm it's- definitely all about the. I'm definitely all about the uh, the the fair food, right? Uh, the the grosser the better. We've got deep fried peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like, forget about it. Put that in me, right? <laughs> See, that's even creative. That's like that's a little bit more gastronomically interesting i would even say the stuff that isn't food but passes off for food i mean like sure. the, like the cotton candy and the oh, yeah, uh, yeah. snow yeah. cone stuff like that and it's just sugar cold sugar water sure and that that nostalgia factor right from, and it's just, from i mean i think about it too and, yeah yeah it's like uh all the prizes are like old acme characters or like looney tunes characters right, right? they're all right. Giant yeah, I, bird I, I was just going to bring that up. I was like, my my Sylvester the cat was was going to be my example. I was going to say, there's no way my five year old knows who Sylvester is. <laughs> right, right? Exactly. Like he'll tell you who his favorite Minecraft YouTuber is. No problem. <laughs> right? Yeah, I think I saw some minions. You know, that's that's clearly something that's easy because sure, it's just sure. a pillow with an eye. Yeah, they, they've crossed they've crossed over that that cultural threshold. Right. I love I love the games too. I mean, just like. I'm a sucker for like the balloon dart game. To me, that sure. seems super pure. And and like all the other ones, like the ones where I saw one where there's like three blocks. There's like three blocks on a pedestal, wooden blocks, and you had to throw a baseball at it to knock yep. it off. Well, yeah. if yeah. you hit the top one, the bottom one's going to stay. If you hit the bottom one, it's going to knock them out. And then the top one falls. If you hit the middle one, I mean, like, clearly the pedestal is big enough that they know they're going to make money. So I, right. I'm fine with that. 
so I'm not going to get duped into that one. I'm totally going to get duped into the dark game. I don't know what the shtick so is where they win. Sure, you don't, you don't understand the, the physics behind why that dart just glides off of those balloons, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, so the, weird. The one, the one that always got me and that I could win was the ladder climb, right? Really? Yep. The so, J- Jacob's ladder or whatever it yeah, is? How, well, so yeah. what was your strategy? How did no, you it's win? Just a, it's just about balance, right? You have you, it, your... your foot and hand move up together on opposite sides and you just stay balanced um see that's a pure game that's why i like that game because it's a pure physical game and they're banking on the fact that and i can confirm this for the county fair most of the people who go there look just not in great shape (laughs) yeah right or or you know they're 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 letting kids up there that that don't have that innate sense of balance, right? They're like, all right, yeah. you you go to the fair expecting to blow your your twenty or fifty dollars or or whatever on the kids, right? So you don't care yeah, if they win a, a prize. Point. The prize for them is they're gonna get to eat the crappy food. Give the give the carnies their money, right? <laughs> Did you ever do the goldfish thing, like the goldfish bowl? And no, I I I didn't want the responsibility of a pet, like. <laughs> I didn't. Oh no! You can just throw them away, Swan. You yeah, can just, right. Like, exactly. No, yeah. but I, I think even even at a young age, that was that was my deal. I was like, no, I don't. I'm not interested in caring for this other creature. I think we mm-hmm. we had a hamster when I was when I was young, and he ended up passing away. And it wasn't like traumatic, but it was enough. It was enough of an experience that I was like, nah, I don't want another like little pet. Um, <laughs> yeah, we had we had a hobby farm, as you know, but we were really not great at it. You know, we sure. <laughs> Sure. We buried more than one goat. I mean, like we. So my my whole concept of what size animal you can throw away is like is very very. <laughs> so I don't uh, I don't skewed. remember the goats. I I just remember the peacocks, right? <laughs> no, no, they they were just the loudest. Yeah. No, okay. So so one more point on fairs, and I I just think it's it is, uh, it it was amazing to see, and I think this is totally indicative of exactly what a county fair is all about. One of the vendors there was, I kid you not, Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew had a tent at at this fair, and it just struck me like that is perfect. Like this is exactly the place where they like, should come and try to pilot like some new crazy shitty flavor. Hang on, like an Mountain actual Dew. tent, they weren't just like a like a drink sponsor through PepsiCo or whatever. There was a Mountain no, they Dew literally tent. had a tent with two like like young attractive women at it giving out Mountain Dew. That's amazing. Yeah. I thought it was amazing. It's you know, just this little <laughs> county fair. And you know, who what what is the marketing director who's like out there doing the like the sponsorship buy for the year and he's like, yeah. Yep, we're gonna go to this county fair for some like I mean it's Wisconsin, everyone's overweight, and so <laughs> so it's like I get it. There was a tractor pull going on at the time too, so there sure. might have been some synergy there as yeah. well. Yeah. All right, what'd you create this week? All right, so th- this first week I'm already gonna cheat a little bit. Because okay. my create is like partially a consume at this point because it's a it's a learning experience. Okay, I'm glad you bring this up because I have some clarifying questions after I we share our create. Sure, cool. Um, so I've noticed that with a lot of my creative pursuits, I I hit the exact same wall and then I just uh, give up and I don't do the thing. Mm-hmm. And and that's I cannot draw a stick figure, right? I can't draw at all. Like I just, I can't sketch out anything. Two arms, two legs. Yeah. Right. And then all this, and you know, I get extra arms in there or not enough. It's just a, it's just a problem. So even the lines and I, I stumbled across this totally on accident. Um, and it's something that's always been in the back of my mind, but I would like to learn how to sketch simple things. I don't need to be able to do a, a full fledged illustration, but I'd like to be able to draw a guy 
riding a horse with a sword in his hand, right? Like, I'd like to be able to do that. So that's just um, like eight year old Swan who's just like, I want to draw yeah. this horse swordsman. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so I found that I stumbled across this, uh, this online series of tutorials at drawabox.com. So instead of the, the observational approach that you'd see in art school, um, this is learning constructional drawing. So they break everything down into 3D shapes, and it's all about uh, fo- it, it, the courses are the courses. The the little tutorial videos are focused on kind of teaching you how to um, draw from the correct perspective and and the different angles and stuff. So the very first lesson is is some basic stuff. They've got some line drawing exercise. So I'm, I'm just getting into this and I've, I've filled maybe a dozen pages with uh, superimposed lines. So you, you take a ruler and you, you draw one very straight line, then you remove the ruler and you try and draw over the top of that thing and get, and get them to line up. So it's wild looking at the, the first sheet compared to the last to see just like how the muscle memory is kicked in and how much smoother my lines are and more on point and, and getting, so are you going, are you going left to right or up to down or so left, left to right. But, um, you're, you're encouraged to move the paper into a, into a comfortable position for any line. So if I'm drawing a shorter line, that position might be different than if I'm going the entire length of the paper. Yeah, because right? so, it might be like, more wrist than like your whole forearm and shoulder. Yeah, exactly. So a, a two-inch line, you know, I can I can draw over the top of that thing no problem at this point. Um, I've got the the muscle memory to do a two-inch line, but you start looking across that that whole length of the paper when when the things you know eleven inches or, or whatever the the standard uh, paper size is, right? Is it's hard. It's hard to stay on online with one smooth line, right? So. Um, that's just crazy. I never thought about that. You know, like I, I think I've, you know, I've seen approaches to drawing before where it's about, you know, look at the major shapes that make up a, an object, like oh, a human is just a series. I think there was an episode of Simpsons where March learns to draw and oh, she like starts, she looks at Homer and like Homer's just like a series of like big spheres on top of each other. Right. And so like, it, that's this con- concept of shapes but you're saying this is more about like the literal muscle memory well, so it no no it, it gets to that concept of shapes for sure so the the core just that remedial that <laughs> yep so i mean you can, you can see the the name right so the, the core draw a box.com right so the core challenge of this thing is the 250 box challenge where you draw 250 uh three-dimensional boxes of of different sizes from different angles right Whoa. And yeah so it's all about the perspective so you you start with with just drawing lines and and ellipses and boxes and then you you move into like organic forms and and breaking things down um and then there's there's all kinds of, of challenges along the way and you, you're drawing plants and insects and animals and and vehicles and you know still life everyday object things and uh but it is it's all the it's all about how these objects are built from simple shapes. That's so cool. Yeah, no, I'm on their website now. I think that's this seems really really neat. And a lot of this seems free, right? Yeah, I mean, so, is it, it... so it, it's all free. I I think this started with uh, a Reddit community, um, which is the the subreddit Art Fundamentals. I I think that's how this all started. 
I mean, this guy was giving away uh, free critiques on everybody. He's got homework out here. He, he did that for a few years. Uh, he now has a, a Patreon page set up. So I think he's, he's making a, a little bit of cash at this point. And uh, But the community, right? He's been around for a few years. So uh, it's still, you can get free critiques from the rest of the community. It seems like a super friendly pace, uh, they, place. They've got a, a Discord server set up um, where people, all kinds of people are sharing their drawings nonstop. Um, so well, clearly this guy is, is like us. I'm looking at it and it, it looks like part two, his dynamic sketching area, his examples, he has a tiger and a tank. Yeah, so right, he's, exactly. exactly. <laughs> and, oh, oh, and a scorpion. So <laughs> yeah, so his Patreon is is patreon.com slash uncomfortable. So that's his username. It looks like he's making a little more than two grand a month doing this, which is good. Holy cow, that's great. Awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, okay, you want to hear my create? Yep. Okay, so I was after a, uh, I said, what's something simple I can do? I thought about like, well, I like to write. I'm no good at it, but I enjoy it. And uh, I thought, okay, I'll go write something. Well, I don't really want to, I'm not really ready for that yet. So I thought, what's a sort of grammatical or literary device that I could try to practice? So I decided to try to write a really good simile. Sure. You know, this, her face is like the sun or whatever. Yes. So I've got, I have three to, three to share with you. I got my little index card. Okay. Ready? So I'm, hang on, before you go, I'm, I'm really excited about this for a couple of reasons, right? So okay, one tell me is, why. like, um, one is I think you might have some that are that are really good here and 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 poetic. Two is because I know you uh, and uh, I'm thinking about that that list of bad similes that used to go around. <laughs> do you do you remember that? It's like he I was do. as tall as a six foot four inch tree, <laughs> like, <laughs> floated gracefully across the the surface of the water the way a bowling ball wouldn't. <laughs> right? So no, those are so. so good. I, That's exactly why because like it is yeah. a. It's such a pure device and it can be, I think there's, it, it could be, you know, really simple. Her, you know, her hair smelt like a flower, you know, or whatever. It, I mean, it, to something really complex and hilarious and subtle and. Yeah. That, yeah. That so, bowling ball wouldn't. I mean, I think that's the perfect thing. I, I want to, I, one more thing before you share that I want to bring up. Um, so there's a show on NPR way with words. I, I don't mm-hmm. know if you're familiar, but it's, People call oh, I am. I'm a, I'm a middle-class white guy. Right. I think I'm familiar very, very with the familiar. way with words. I listen religiously every <laughs> Sunday. Um, yeah, so they had an episode where they discussed similes recently, um, and something that they noticed, all of their favorite examples uh, had to do with the seasons, right? Really? Yeah, so I thought that was interesting. So it might I be- don't have any of those. You know, okay, another sidebar on way with words. I used to listen to it because it's on Sunday, right? Yeah. So I would- um, at least I would ideas my, that work here, right? So yeah, when I would do my long runs when I was training for the marathon, I would just listen. I would stream NPR, whatever was on, while I was running. And so away with words almost always came on at like the second half of these like fifteen, eighteen mile runs. Sure. Which we can talk on a different episode about how stupid long distance running is. But the I would be like totally out of my mind at this point running you know, just consuming Gatorade and, and just trying not to die. And so I have like these weird memories of these calm voices talking about the etymology of the word walnut while I'm just like, like, uh, am I going to go take a crap in those bushes? And is it going to, there's going to be blood in it? I mean, like, <laughs> sure. Like, right. Yep. Okay. Here are my similes. Simile number one, the ball left his hand like a cork from a bottle of warm champagne. Ooh. Yeah, that's good. Right? 
Because I wanted to get like the, it popped out of his yeah, hand. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. Number two. He danced like a dishwasher sounds. <laughs> and I will admit this one, the dishwasher was going on in the background. And it was just like the most awkward, clunky, like yeah. random sound, sloshing and gurgling. I'm like, oh, just like, I imagine a, like a drunk guy at a wedding or something like that. Oh, that's that's okay. fantastic. And different different dishwashers could have a different level of drunkenness, <laughs> right? It's about <laughs> the cycle that you do. Okay. And then uh, this one's a little, got two parts. One. Okay. She asked, what floor? He said, five. Their meeting was as romantic as a brick. <laughs> that's it. Nice. I mean, they're fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> these are these uh these similes are are perfectly adequate. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like they're also totally out of context, right? So it's yeah. I feel like if you say, you know, if you if you had a really good simile, it's it's there's a build up to it because you know the character and the situation. So, you know, if something floated gracefully across the water like a bowling ball wouldn't or whatever. Right. You know it it. You you maybe had a descriptor of that ship. You had a context. You had a character. Maybe you know. And so I think, but my lesson from this is an unrooted simile is probably not uh, as powerful as something like I don't, I don't know if I've heard of like a, a standalone simile that was really good. Yeah. So it, so that's interesting too. And I, I probably wouldn't have made this connection had I not listened to that that uh, way with words episode, mm-hmm. but something they talked about and kind of expanded into with this idea was, was poetry and how your lived experience, right. Will, will change the way that you um, absorb whatever you're reading or listening to. So the right standalone simile could, I mean, right. It could stand on its own for somebody right that that draws those parallels to a very specific experience right because so, yeah, like they, if they have said, that context like like you were talking about of, of seeing the ship right <laughs> sink or or whatever um, yeah or like somebody you know saying somebody is uh well what's what's it where you say somebody is blank as blank that's not a simile what's the uh, what's that um an analogy like somebody who's um you know as as strong as a or sturdy as a tree or steady as a tree right. or something yeah. like that. And right. if you're if you're living in, you know, Arizona where you got the little mesquite trees versus you're living up in Northern California with the redwood, you have different, you know, or you grew up in the city, you have different lived experiences. And so that doesn't necessarily resonate with you as well. Yeah. You got any idea what you're going to do next week? Uh, no, I have I have absolutely no idea. I've got a potential I've got a, a, a potential um, thing that I've consumed. I've got a few of those kind of queued up that are that are good to go. Where I I see a pattern already. All of mine are going to be pretty nerdy. <laughs> no, I, I think that's great. That's you the, know, the content I, think, I consume, I think, right? I think my creates are all going to be a little, uh, you know, they're, you know, everybody entertains ideas of being sort of a writer or or master creator. Sure. And I've acknowledged that, like. It, people become good writers by just working their ass off and I'm probably not willing to put in the work. So I'm very willing to put like not great creative endeavors uh, into this, into, into this, this podcast. This very specific bucket. Yeah. I like that. Well, that, that's, have... that's who we are as people, right? We do something not yeah. great enough that we go, eh, if I did the work, I could, I could do this, but I'm not gonna, what's the next <laughs> thing? 
right? No, absolutely. It's it's like I I prove concept that like well I could do that if I really want. I could go to the Olympics. I guess for archery if I really wanted yeah, to. But right. I fired a bow once. I think I proved that I can do it. <laughs> no, but I. So here's my clarification though. So so or my question: exercise. Mm. So like, where would you put that on the consume to create spectrum? Um, that's, that's interesting. Right. So like I thought, so I often monkey around with my workout routine and I'll create a new schema. And so that's maybe sure. something I'll bring back in, yeah. in one of the episodes is like, Hey, I, I created a new workout plan. This is why I think it's going to work for me right now. Sure. But like, if I go to the gym and, you know, do, do some, some mad reps right. with my plates. Right. Um, what is that? What did I just do? Did I consume or did I create? I was, no. I'm like, I'm really, I have no idea about this. That's interesting. I think if you find a new program, right, you find the next strong lifts, right? Or you switch mm-hmm. to like some other similar program, right? Maybe that's consume. I don't know. I think, I think it, I think it, I think it go back and forth depending on what the, the exact activity is that you want to discuss. If it's thinking about optimizing and, and working on on your own thing, that's one thing. If it's, hey, I, I went and, and had this experience. I went and ran this 5K or, or whatever, right? I think that's that's probably in the in the consume area. What if I, so here's where I would think it'd be create. What if I said, okay, my goal was to lose 10 pounds or something like that of fat. And I talk about it at the end of the, at the end of the goal where I said, I created essentially like a new version a of myself. A deficit right? like of I, disgusting body lard. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. I, I think as, I think. And our next guest is yeah. Peter's 10 pounds of, of lost fat. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I I think that could fall under create, but then the, the exercise piece is only part of it, right? It's not the entire thing. Because if we're talking about losing weight, we're not really talking about exercise. We're talking about eating less food. <laughs> well, that's a whole, that's a whole other episode. <laughs> I, will t- I do have, um, so this is our episode one, 1.1. 1. 1, and so I want to do a little bit of behind the, uh, behind the scenes conversation with you. Sure. So I think that we should probably do two things. Um, one, I think we sh- we need to have some sort of place where people can go to, like, we can put up links. I can, I can put up my shitty similes, yeah. you know, we can make sure that we're connecting to people. So, so future, future listeners will have a, a place that we can put this stuff. Sure. Um, and two, I was thinking we should have a, um, method of recommendations because you and I are very similar young men and have had a bunch of similar lived experiences. So I think we're going to gravitate towards things that, you know, similar things or, which is fine, but, but I'd love to create a way that we can have people, um, you know, introduce us to new things, both to create or consume. Oh, sure. That's, yeah, that's, that's interesting. We'll, we'll have to make sure wherever, wherever we end up hosting this, when we figure it out, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll have to make sure there's a, a comment section at the very least. Um, in, in true name it later fashion, I am, I am registering name it later.com right now. Um, literally right literally, now. That's excellent. Literally right now, added it to the cart. Um, Sweet. Yeah. So, so well, that'll be name it later.com. Name it later.com. Yep. Yeah, if you so if you go to that now, there'll be nothing. Absolutely but I would be nothing. I won't know how somebody would do it right well, we'll now. We'll see. We'll see, right? Depending on contextually when now is, I think it's safe to say there will probably be nothing there. But we'll, we'll get something up there eventually. Sweet. Okay. Well, I appreciate this first episode, Swan. You have a good rest of your day. Yeah, you as well, man. Take it easy. Later, man. Yep. Bye.